you go into your shower feeling tired. But as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Had enough of those supplements that leave you feeling nothing? Symbionica is your solution to great-tasting, all-natural supplements that actually work. Crafted with premium plant-based ingredients, their products have no seed oils, fillers, or toxins. Try them out and actually feel the difference today. Visit Symbiotica.com and use code IHEART for 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Again, that's 15% off plus free shipping on your subscription order. Go to Symbiotica.com. C-Y-M-B-I-O. T-I-K-A dot com. David. Football. Football David. The Dave Damashek Football Program. Available on iTunes and at davedamashek.nfl.com. Now here's your host, Dave Damashek. Hi and hello, football fans. It's your old pal Dave, Dave Damashek. Welcome to the Dave Damashek Football Program. Available as always on Stitcher, iTunes, and NFL.com slash Shack. S-H-E-K, Shack, Shack, Shack. Well, of course, that S-H-E-K, Shack, Shack, Shack derives from J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Jets fans, Bills fans, Dolphins fans. Probably from a fan perspective, Feeling pretty good today. Now, from a if you're a man of justice, where you come down on the big story going this week, Tom Brady on the shelf for four months, plus a million dollars, plus a first and a fourth round draft pick. Egads, the Patriots got it handed to them. Let's break it down right now and talk about this, that, and the other with a full Studio 66 maximum strength. And really, at maximum strength, thanks to, first of all, we'll say hello to the guy who has served us, you, and himself well um, these last several months. Breaking down the draft, now we turn the page on to the 2015 season. It's Bucky Brooks. What's the poop, fella? What's going on, Shaq? Not, well, I think you know. Handsome Hank to my left. Yeah, there he is. Please. I'm in great great company. Yeah, I know you are, but I'm the host. You don't introduce (laughs) him. I introduce him. I can't just say, hey, Shaq, and that, like, Hank isn't here to my left. I yeah I guess you know it is Sarah a cinema verite or whatever the podcasting <laughs> equivalent uh, equivalent podcast verite all right there he is the aforementioned all the way from London England then he moved to LA then he went to Mexico last week for vacation now he's back to Kibitz it's handsome Hank he's handsome Hank he's handsome Hank he's handsome Hello, handsome. How are you? I'm very well indeed. Thank you, Dave. It's great to be here with you. Ola, I guess I should. Yeah, you should. I was thinking I got a text message from handsome Hank. He and I were in Chicago, Bucky and everybody else was for the draft. I texted handsome about something and he said, 
regrets, I've already made way to the airport. Next stop, Mexico, or something to that effect. Yeah, something like that. Not something, exactly that. But something he was going yeah. on a family vacation because uh, the, the draft ends the, uh, the NFL calendar, and so he stole away for a week. And I was thinking, handsome Hank speaking... Uh, Spanish must be quite a treat. Can you well, give us some? Can but give us Spain is Spanish comes from Spain, like English comes from England. Right. And Spain is closer to where I'm from, where I hail from, than than it is from where you are. So I'm not sure why you would be casting any kind of aspersions at how I might speak Spanish. Como se dice? <laughs> I did actually learn Spanish in school, and one of the... Like, we knew what... You had to do Spanish, like a Spanish oral test in order to, to uh, pass your exam or whatever. Escuela. But, but you knew you knew what one of the questions, well, you knew what everyone, what the conversation you had to have with the teacher was. And one of the things was, would you like to, when you, when you grow up, would you like to get married? And the answer that I was taught was, me gusta casarme porque me gusta tener crios. Which means I would like to get married because I want to have kids. Which seems like a bizarre thing for a twelve-year-old to <laughs> yeah, that is say, to say in an exam. Porque me gusta chicas bonitas. Is that an English accent that I heard? <laughs> there he is, our old pal Terrence Newman. I used to have a thing for Spanish women. Wow! <laughs> wow. All comes full circle there, Black yeah. Tie behind the glass. Good stuff. Hopefully, Black Tie will be able to pay attention. He's uh, his brain is full of soccer and NBA playoffs right now. <laughs> Again, Tom Brady is is the big story. So let's dig into that one real quick here, fellas. Also, want to get some, uh, you know, Tom is not as great as mom, and it was just Mother's Day, and so we should uh, give some mothers, you know, I I was going to say mother's recollections, but maybe, you know, say something nice about your mom. Isn't that a nice thing to do? (laughs) Or I can say something nice about your mom. Up to you. (laughs) Now, let's talk Tom Brady here. The, uh, you know, it's uh, a jaw-dropper that Patriots Nation feels that uh, this was unjust and the rest of uh, fans of the AFC East um, think that this is spot on and are over the moon about it. I want to talk about Jimmy Garoppolo, how he will do filling in to the best of your scouting abilities, Bucky Brooks. But let's start at the top. Fairness, let's be quick. Everybody in the world has weighed in on it. Let's just go around the table. Handsome Hank, I start with you. You're a Dolphins fan, after all. So, how do you feel about this? I feel good about it. Obviously, I mean, the <laughs> Dolphins, although they don't play in the, the four games that he's projected to miss, they don't. Play yeah, but each that other. season opener that right. I bellyache so much about oh, three or four this. weeks ago that it was unjust that the Steelers had to be the uh, sacrificial lamb. Now, all of a sudden, now the Steelers don't have Lev Bell. The Patriots don't have Brady. It's Garoppolo. It feels a bit like a scab team is going to be showing up. I don't know how to feel, though, because now if the Steelers lose that one, now on top of uh, getting it handed to them, it'll be humiliating, too, because it'll be Jimmy Garoppolo. Right. Anyway, put, continue. No, I'm. Ex- I mean, from a, as a Dolphins fan, I I feel like it gives the Dolphins a better shot of uh, of winning the division. But I think your original question was, what do I think of the punishment? I feel like it's a little heavy-handed. Mm-hmm. I think it feels like a little too much. Do you feel as though it's it's an interesting thing because you know you see man on the street kind of reactions, random people weighing in on this thing. The phrasing, what was it exactly that it's more probable than not? I mean, this isn't the the U.S. legal system. You understand, this is the NFL's measure of. I mean, that is the you know the equivalent of beyond 
uh, or uh, beyond a reasonable doubt is sort of the NFL parlance Mm -hmm. to say that we believe he had something to do with it. So, of course, the standard is different, but it's also a higher standard than it was a year ago because of not just the Ray Rice suspension, but the fallout from it. So, of course, the league is now more heavy-handed, and so people that are conflating like well two for him and four for for this well it's a different thing the the penalties are much more severe than they were largely because of that uh, public outcry agree buck yeah i absolutely believe i agree with hank it it was a little heavy-handed excessive to me four games is a lot of games for slight deflation of balls and i don't even know like with the scientific stuff today came out like the ball would be slightly deflated in that weather anyway you know, the big thing that I think made it such a egregious error on Tom Brady's part, the way he came out, if he had just talked about, I like my balls a certain way, I like them to massage them a certain way, I like them worn down to a certain level for comfort for me, I think people could have understood it. But because he was so defiant and because the Patriots kind of have a track record of pushing the envelope and going maybe a little bit beyond the line, I felt mm-hmm. like all of that added and resulted in Tom Brady getting four games. Right. And I think most quarterbacks – would get a fine and maybe a game suspension. But I don't even think most quarterbacks would get a game suspension. Yeah, and I, I think you're exactly right there, Bucky. I don't think people should be looking at, he got a four-game fine because the footballs were deflated. He got a four-game fine because the footballs were deflated. He didn't help. It doesn't sound like he was at all helpful during the investigation. And they have this, this the previous that the Patriots have that everyone knows about. And all those things are wrapped up into why they got... I mean, I'm, Losing a first-round pick, I mean, Bucky is a scout. You know, that's something that, you know, we the let's assume the Patriots are going to be picking towards the back end of the draft. But that's big. That's I mean, that to me is putting aside the fact that Brady's one of the top players in the NFL and, you know, what the news, sensational news about that. Losing a first-round pick by itself is a gigantic, um, you know, penalty that... that, that yeah, uh, it's so true. And you say they'll be picking at the bottom of the first round, but, of course, they probably are picking a spot or two a little bit higher than they would were right. Tom Brady playing all 16 games. And you mentioned that they've done it before, and really that's the thing. If if you're if it's up to me to decide what creates a competitive advantage, and by the way, I know people get up on Mount Pius about there are much worse things than deflated footballs, and of course that is accurate, um, but it is not a jive issue for any professional sports league when you're when there's when there is the hint of cheating around it, you know the the old 1919 Black Sox scandal, fixing the World Series and all that stuff. Oh, what's the big deal? People say, you know, so it's a it's sports. There there are real life crimes that that trump that. Yes, of course. But if you lose the credibility of the games, and if it, you know people love to play that game, this game is fixed. Oh, the league hates uh, the referees, hate my team, and that goes on in, in in every sport among fan bases. It's amazing that all 32 NFL teams are hated by uh, the referees and the league, <laughs> yeah. to their fans. But uh, but either way, that is a legitimate issue that will undo any professional sports league if if games are proven to be uh you know fixed in any way or people are cheating and getting away with it so i get that and if and if you're asking what that what the worst crime is in my book uh, along those lines pumping in fake noise into the stadium <laughs> is worse than deflated footballs but 
there's the issue of recidivism. And on that count, at least, that the NFL's policy is similar to the U.S. legal system. You did it before, you know, now you're doing it again. That's my issue with Brady. I like him. I always say I think he seems like a good guy. Although I did learn watching SportsCenter that uh, Donald Trump called in. Of course, it was invaluable to what, what the insights that he provided. But the fact that Don, Donald Trump counts Tom Brady as a friend is a real red flag. <laughs> that is disconcerting to me. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, it's his refusal to, to play ball right. hurts him. I think that, you know, that's, that's a major thing. I think he's a good guy, uh, largely Tom Brady, and he's a competitive guy. But the one thing I will say is that – he does have, whether you like it or not, whether he likes it or not, the Spygate thing, that stink is on him. So informed by that, then he really is high, held a higher standard. And surely Tom Brady's a bright enough guy to know that. So to be defiant about this one again, I mean, he knows that that's what the world is saying about it. That's what makes it tough. Now, Buck, as we look ahead to 2015, what does this mean? Let's say, and speaking of defiant, I have no reason to to think this except what Tom Brady himself said to uh, to Jim Gray last week. I get a whiff that he's going to be defiant about this again. I don't think he's just going to be like, oh, well, okay, that's what the NFL ruled, so I'm out for four games. I think he's going to push this thing. We'll see if that comes true. Um, meantime, let's say it is four games. Break down Jimmy Garoppolo for us. I can, de- I can tell you this much. He's a handsome devil. <laughs> he is. Tom Brady and Jimmy Garoppolo forge the greatest one-two punch in handsomeness in NFL history. Well, well who, wait a second. Who's one? No, I said one and two. Oh, who is the leader? Yeah, who is, I mean, I'm interested from your standpoint, Dave, because you are an expert in this area. Well, you know what? Hey, black tie. Maybe you could uh, pump that in there. Can you, uh, can you do that or have one of your lieges do it? I asked Brady, Garoppolo, Vince Wilfork, and Rob Gronkowski at the Super Bowl at Media Day who they thought was more handsome between Garoppolo and Brady. Maybe you could squeeze yeah, that we'll, in here. We'll, we'll, put, we'll put that on social media. We'll go with the pod. No, I mean the audio. We're gonna go with the audio in the show. Yeah, dude. Well, do both. Matter of fact, you know what? This Champions League game's going on. Oh, <laughs> right. All right, let's dig into it, and then we have some other things to to kibitz about as this Patriots issue affects pro football. I don't. I want to get away, obviously, from this point forward. If you two are down with it, who care? I mean, the not who cares, but this philosophical debate. Everybody's having it. Either you agree with it or you – I don't really know what more to, to say on the issue. I'd rather talk about how it affects uh, the, the games now from this point forward. So let's start there. Jimmy Garoppolo going into year two. How do you like him, Buck? You know, he was really impressive in the preseason. Uh, completed 58% of his passes, 5-1 to one touchdown interception ratio, had a passer rating right under 100. Uh, when you think about the pages and what they've been able to do with – substitute quarterbacks, guys who fill in, particularly when they've had preparation or extended time to get them ready, they do a great job. You saw Matt Castle have success when he was a starting quarterback. They went 11-5 with Matt Castle on the center. I fully expect him to continue to be a very, very productive offense with Jimmy Garoppolo. And thinking about Garoppolo watching him quick. Excuse me, was it Josh McDaniels uh, as OC that year? He was. uh, Castle, okay. He was the OC, and I think because of that, he has a point of reference. He understands where to take him, and they have the entire time, off-season OTAs training camp, to get Jimmy ready to play. And so when you look at the way they play when he's in the game, it's a lot of quick rhythm throws, a lot of passes designed to get the ball out of his hands very, very quickly, get it to the hands of the playmakers, and allow them to do the work. 
New England is a team that they morph styles depending upon how the defense plays. But really when you see them, they do a lot of things that are what I call now passes. The ball hits the quarterback's hands. The ball is out right now. With Jimmy, they'll do a lot of those things. Wide receiver screens, quick passes, slants, flats, things designed to get on the perimeter, much like the game plan they used in the Super Bowl to defeat the Seattle Seahawks, I think they'll play the same way. And with Jimmy, it's just a matter of being very comfortable, understanding how to play the game, understanding how to deal with the hots. But because they've had so much time, they will build things in that will allow him to be successful regardless of what the defense does. So, Bucky, the, the obviously Brady's suspension is just for the four, first four games of the season. He's not out during preseason. He can play in the preseason games. He can play. He can be part of training camp. He can do all that stuff. How much will the Patriots pull back on him during the time where they would be giving him a bunch of obviously most of the snaps in pre, in in, uh, in training camp and then playing him during preseason? Do you think it's going to be Garoppolo probably getting a lot more than the average backup would do in order to get him ready for those first four games? Yeah, I think so. I think when you open up training camp, you open up training camp like you've always. He's done. Tom Brady's working with the ones. He's doing the bulk of the work. He's getting all the reps. He's he's taking them through seven on seven, which is a passing period. He's taking them through team period. Uh, you begin to sprinkle Jimmy Garoppolo in with the ones early in camp, doing some of those things. But as you get down the road and you're getting closer to the end of preseason, you now have to give Jimmy more reps to get him ready. Typically, what happens game three of the preseason either. However it is, if you have four games, game three is the real dress rehearsal. Mm-hmm. It will be interesting to see if the pages elect to let Tom Brady take all of that game and find a way to mix Jimmy in maybe in the third and fourth quarter, give him a little work in the final preseason game, the first and second quarter, and get him off the field because he's going to have to be your starter. That will be the debate. But I do believe you have to up to Annie in terms of the number of reps that Jimmy gets because – Ultimately, the first month of the season, he's going to be. But what would what would even be the point of playing Tom Brady in any preseason games? Well, like any act, he could get injured. We've seen that. We've seen that happen. Well, before. but now that could and also be true for Jimmy Garoppolo. I, they I can't get really it. Play I get that it. game. Either. I mean, what one of the gets one of the things that's definitely going to have to happen is they're going to have to add another veteran quarterback, presumably to their roster, to who can who can come in and be Garoppolo's backup in case either it doesn't work for him or if if he gets injured. Yeah, I think you have to do it. You know, it will be interesting to see how they uh, approach it. You want Tom to get his reps because when he does come back, you want him to kind of be in mid-season form because depending on how that first four game those, that that breaks, whether they're two and two, three and one, one and three, they may have to hit the ground running with Tom Brady. Understanding, you want to make sure he's sharp, and he's going to be very sharp because he's going to work out away from the facility when he's suspended. You just want to give him enough work where he feels comfortable, and he, much like Peyton and Drew Brees. They like taking every rep. The bigger debate will be getting Tom to sign onto a plan where Jimmy has to work with the ones when he's so accustomed to being the guy with the ones every time they step in the huddle. Do you think that the Patriots would have approached the draft any differently had they known that it was going to be this severe? And not just Brady on the shelf for four games, but like we say, that lack of a first-round draft pick, would that somehow inform Maybe t- they, we better do something different here. I'm not even sure what that would be. No, I, I, Maybe it's th- to me what it is is a pass catcher, or even in free agency, do they need? I mean, you know, Gronkowski, I guess more or less takes the place of high end Randy Moss, but that's what Castle had going for the yes. for him was he he had Moss there, and and Moss had a great year that season. Yeah, absolutely. For Castle, he did benefit from having Moss and having like a talented cast. Wes Welker was still in his prime. They had other playmakers that made it easy for him. They attacked people down the field. 
Uh, this team has changed. This team is more of a, a dink and dunk team. If it's baseball, they're more of a manufacture runs by hitting singles and stealing bases and doing the thing. So the good thing is Josh McDaniels is very, very good at getting quarterbacks to play at a high level. He did it with Cal Orton in Denver, had him playing very, very well during this time running this system. He did a pretty good job with Sam Bradford. I believe that he understands what he needs to do with Jimmy Garoppolo, and they are given the benefit of having additional time to put a package and a game plan and a blueprint around what Jimmy Garoppolo does very, very well. Because of that, I think this offense will continue to roll. But the Patriots in general have lost a lot of their personnel. You talk about their top three corners going, Brandon Browner, Darrell Revis, they just cut Kyle Arrington. That defense is really what sparked their championship run. Now you're going back to a team that has to rely heavily on their offense to put up a lot of points. I just don't know if they can stop people enough to be an elite team when we get to the tournament. And it feels always like that offense has been, you know, the the if you look at the parts individually, then they're not stellar. There's nothing in there outside of Tom Brady and Gronk that makes you think, wow, they've got this guy. But Brady makes all the Brandon LaFells and the Shane Vereens and all those guys look better. And I don't know if Jimmy Garoppolo is going to be able to, to, to you know, lift them in the same way that Brady can. No, this would be a true test because a lot of their success outside of Tom Brady has been systematic. They have a great system that they put in place. They understand how to work the system with what I call lesser parts. I think if you polled most executives about Julian Edelman and Brandon LaFell, I don't think those guys would come in as top 20 players at their position. However, in that system, those guys shine and they dominate. And so more of the onus goes goes to Josh McDaniels to continue to figure out a way to be very, very productive. And early, that first game, they were, they were without LeGarrette Blunt. So how do you get the running game going? What is the um, what is the modus operandi of how you're going to play the game? Are it going to be a, a hard-hitting, close the ranks, and just be a power football team with Jimmy Garoppolo? Or are we going to spread it out and allow him to do what he did at Eastern Illinois, play with rhythm, play with tempo, get the ball out quickly, and allow those other guys to do the work? Well, first of all, you mentioned LeGarrette Blunt. My idea is really coming together in a way I couldn't have ever expected. <laughs> Me, LeGarrette Blunt, Lev Bell driving around listening to the game on the car radio in Foxborough. That was great. Then Now Tom Brady is free. He's on for the ride. Bill Simmons is free. Brady and Simmons <laughs> have to choose between themselves which one of those two has to ride hump in the back seat. But it's going to be a great drive. That's going to be Star Central back there. That's going to be a great uh, drive around listening to the game. But Garoppolo... Uh, quantify Bucky as best you can. Obviously, he hasn't really done anything in the NFL. But who uh, put him in, in some... Uh, put him in a place around his pe- elimination chamber. I know where you're going. <laughs> Let me help you out here. Shy. Know where right, you're go- How did you know where you're going? Two quarterbacks from this year in, in this year's draft and two quarterbacks from last year's draft. Okay. Have to eliminate one. Johnny Manziel, Jimmy Garoppolo. This year, give me Jameis and Mariota. Who are you going to eliminate? Well, that's a loaded question. We're not going to eliminate I mean, Jameis Winston. That's a loaded question because. We've seen Johnny have struggles right. on and off the field, so we'll easily eliminate Johnny. And then Marcus Please. Mariota, I would eliminate him we eliminate based one. on the fact. You, you only have to eliminate one, one of them. Oh, you, well, you, we'll you've eliminate. done the work, and, and you're right. You're absolutely right. Johnny Menzel, All right, Black Tie's on the right. But Black Tie's heading in the direction at least. Put him. At, would you rather have him or Brian Hoyer? If you're the Patriots right now, I'm sure. Well, you know what? I'm sure Josh McDaniels and I would, Bill I would Mc- have Garoppolo. Like you I would. would. 
Yeah, then for Brian four Hoyer. games over Brian Hoyer. Yeah, because even though Hoyer knows the system and all that, he got rid of Hoyer. Right, I know, but I th- that's, so like I, I'm surprised they, they did. <laughs> that, they that's a weird of. question. Too. I mean, yeah. there are there are other quarterbacks you could ask that of, but a guy that they've already got. <laughs> no, <laughs> no, 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 a guy who's never guy, played a, never an NFL game versus a guy who is. They at, get rid at, of him. They, 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 they. I know they got rid of him, but he's a vet who has there's played no one, in NFL football games. Garoppolo. There's has no one in New England going. I wish we'd kept Ryan Hoyer. Do you think they would rather have Ryan Mallett? Uh, I think they feel really good about Jimmy Garoppolo because remember when they took Garoppolo, that's when they then jettisoned Ryan Mallett. I think they really feel good about his future, and also a lot of the success of the quarterback and players in the league depends upon how they fit into the system. He fits what they traditionally do. When you watched him at Eastern Illinois under Dino Babbers, they threw the ball a lot. It was an up-tempo spread offense. The ball comes out. (laughs) It comes out quickly. They do a great job of getting the ball on the perimeter. He made quick decisions. I was a little low on him because I wondered, like, the same thing, transition from a spread offense, how quickly would he adapt. But in the Patriots system, they really do a lot of the same spread principles. The ball is not in the quarterback's hands a lot. They really isolate guys on the perimeter, and they find a way to allow those guys to make plays after the catch. It's the same thing that he's fallen into in New England. He will be set up for success. I got one for you, Dave. Let's start. Let's rank week one, the starters in the AFC East at quarterback. Ryan Tannehill, best quarterback in the division. Then you've got wow. Matt Castle slash EJ Manuel slash Tyrod Taylor. Mm-hmm. Geno Smith and Jimmy Garoppolo. How do the how how do I mean maybe if you want if you want to put question. Tannehill at two, uh, it, who's then we better, Geno or Jimmy? I'm gonna take Geno over Jimmy. You're crazy for Geno though. Jimmy's gonna have. I'm not crazy for Geno. I mean, you like <laughs> you like him better than most people do. Yeah, but I'll be right at the end. Or right, maybe fine. you will be. Because I'm not. I'm, he has weapons around. I like, like your bold nonsense, he'll be Bucky. Fine. <laughs> he'll be fine. I know on Twitter I get bold hit up about nonsense. It. I get hit up about it, but like. He's better prepared to have success because now he has a pro Bowl receiver and Brandon Marsh. He has another guy. So he's three. So Garoppolo, to answer Handsome's question in your book, is number three on that list. Ahead of Matt Castle. Or how about that? Would the Patriots rather have Matt Castle right now? I think they would take Matt Castle over Jimmy. Well, then why is my Brian Hoyer thing so crazy if they would take Matt Castle over? I don't think Brian. They're the same level. I don't think Brian Hoyer is very, very good. All right, but well, guess what? I I got news for you. Neither's Matt Castle. Matt Castle's been. Matt Castle's been, fine. He's played. He's played he's at a Pro Bowl level for what six, seven years. Yeah, he's played at a Pro Bowl level when given opportunities. Settled down with about the Pro Bowl talk. He has though. He's Everyone makes the level. Pro Bowl. Played <laughs> at a Pro Bowl level. Yes. He's had good numbers. When Have I ever told you my now. Matt Castle with, story, Dave? With the Chiefs or oh, with the Patriots? True NFL story. I've got a true NFL story for right, you very go. quickly. Both. But, and I do have to leave after this. So the other uh, – not the other day. The first time I ever went to the draft, it was the year that, that Stafford got drafted. What's that, 2009? Nine, nine. Yeah. Uh, and I'm in uh, – uh, New York the day before the draft the EA did some kind of nonsense like uh, <laughs> this is the the, the the rankings for players or something so there's a big event there's a bunch of players there one of them is Matt Castle afterwards there's an opportunity and Ray Lewis and, and a couple other guys afterwards there's an opportunity to interview those players for the media and I'm with two British I think someone from the BBC so we go into this back room and someone grabs me from ESPN and goes we're sorry we, we, we're sorry we kept you waiting um, and so I, I was like, I'm not sure what, but anyway, let's go through the makeup. And I'm like, what? They thought I was Matt Castle. 
<laughs> I can see that. And they were that about to take they were about to take me onto some kind of ESPN set How to funny. have an interview. And it and I could if I hadn't opened my mouth, obviously I don't sound like Matt Castle, I would have been on set being interviewed, whether it was live or not, I never got to find out. But it was only when they were about to put makeup on me, I was like, Why do I need makeup to interview Matt Castle? And they said, But you Oh, you're not Matt Castle. <laughs> what a great thing! <laughs> Pretend you are Matt Castle right now. How do you? How has Rex changed the dynamic in the building? Well, I, I wasn't here last year, but I, I feel like we've got a lot better. How's Sammy Watkins looking going into year two? There, Sammy's Matt? an athlete. We're going to work well together. Are you worried about? I mean, is there is there a rivalry develop, developing between you and EJ Manuel, or are you taking sort of a mentorship role here? Honestly, I'm a lot better than him. I don't even think about it. <laughs> <laughs> How about handsome? Before you run, do you? Because I you, you you were off in uh, in Mexico, mm-hmm. or as you say, Mexico. Yes. Sir. Um, last week, Bucky predicted. Mm-hmm. That the Miami Dolphins are going to win the AFC East, and this is before, this is before the suspension was handed I, down. I, Although I do think Bucky, correct me if I'm wrong, you knew, you had a sense that Brady was going to be put down for a couple games. There. Oh, I that, didn't. I didn't. Base oh, you did. Oh, okay. I based think, on the departures of their defense. But right. Bucky says Dolphins win the division, Bills get the wild card, and the Patriots don't go to don't, I don't go think at that's all. Crazy. I don't think that's crazy. I don't. I, I really don't either. I'll tell you, I made Except a wager. I made part. a wager with a with a <laughs> Patriots fan in this building yesterday that if the Dolphins beat the Patriots, if their record is better than the Patriots, he has to have a twelve month cheerleader calendar starring him in poses <laughs> wearing cheerleading wearing cheerleading gear created. And obviously, if if the Dolphins perform worse than the Patriots, then it's me. No one wins in that scenario, but. Oh. Um, that's how confident I am. Oh wow! I'm hoping wow. you are talking about Patriots fan Greg Rosenthal. It's, it's not. He does not have the sense of humor to to pull that one off. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Buck. So there goes handsome Hank. A pleasure to see you back. Uh, did you bring us anything, by the way, from south of the border? I have a cold beer for you. Oh, well, it's good enough for me. That's good. And that's uh, that's all right, Buck. Let's go through these four games here real quick for the uh, for the Patriots with Garoppolo. Pittsburgh, big season opener, much fanfare. It'll be surreal, of course, without uh, Tom Brady there. What a weird thing that'll be. I bet you the Patriots, who are being defiant so far, at least uh, you know in social media, they're putting pictures of Brady everywhere and all that. And you can obviously do the math on what statement that's making to the NFL. So I, want, I bet you they won't give the rings or whatever. They won't have a ceremony until Brady's back. I guess we can. Uh, that's a pretty easy guess to make. Pittsburgh Steelers, no Levy and Bell. Who's going to win that game? I think New England wins that game. I do. I think. I, I think. I, I think. It's, I have a terrible. I think. It, I think it's set up for New England to win. It's a us against the world mentality. Yeah. They'll rally behind the quarterback not being there and everyone uh, supposedly being Patriots haters. I think they will play at a higher level than their talent indicates. I think they'll find a way to win that game at home in front of their home fans. Shaq, can I just say something? I want to make an executive producer decision here. We you came up, you came up with this great idea pre-show, right? I'm about, getting to it in one second. But, I want to go through these games. But yeah, fast. we're about to predict these games like three months out when Brady might still appeal. Like, I want to I, I want to get through these games quickly. Thank you, Black Tie, for your Let's go to your, your other thoughts. great idea. I'm going to it in a second. I don't know how great that one is, but we're yeah. just going through the four games. This isn't good. Next game at Buffalo. Buffalo wins that. Buffalo traditionally gives the Patriots a tough time. Not 
Buffalo, but Rex Ryan gives the Patriots uh-huh. a tough time. And so now you're throwing it's a big one. him at Jimmy Garoppolo. And even though Garoppolo played week 17 and was okay against the Bills, I just believe that defense is lights out. And also offensively, I think they have more talent. They can really come at the Patriots. I think the Patriots are 1-1 one one after we Think about that. Two. Sammy Watkins versus that bum secondary, what looks to be a bum secondary. Yeah, I mean, it was a problem. Like, it was a problem before. I'm really surprised they decided to let all of their top corners go. It's very strange. After you know, as usual. Because their defense really carried the weight leading them to the Super Bowl. Like, I, 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 I agree saying. with that, and, you know, not just those, but that's the Patriot way as much as anything is Belichick. He did what? Why? What, they, he doesn't think he needs that guy, and then they always, you know, they go 12-4, and 13-3 as they do every year. But talk about defiant. Here's how much the Patriots care about public perception. Amidst all this Brady stuff and, of course, the tight end who is, uh, is now in jail and everything else, they go out and sign that amidst all that. They go inside Fred Davis, you know, who who is uh, no stranger to his own legal trouble. So that's how much the Patriots care about what you think of them. They'll beat the Jacksonville Jaguars. I think we can. We you think can, so? Well, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say they'll handle them at Foxborough. Although, was that week three that the Raiders almost went up there and beat them yeah. in 2014? A odd, odd game. Yeah, that was weird. And then uh, and then game four on the slate at Dallas. I think Dallas wins that one. You think so? I think I think Dallas wins there. I think Dallas is is primed and ready to have a run. You know, the Leo Collins signing really fortifies that offensive line. And I think someone on Twitter took me to task because we talked about Leo Collins possibly playing right tackle as opposed to left guard or whatever. At the time, we were merely speculating. Yes, Collins can go inside and play guard, and you can get rid of Ron Leary, or like it just depends. But you put him at guard beside Trayon Smith, you now have a powerful offensive line and I just don't know if the Patriots front seven is stout enough to handle a powerful offensive line like all right so there you go at two and two so they'll so Brady will have some work to do if in fact that's the way it goes um and that's even assuming a victory against uh, the Steelers who weren't half bad in the second half of 2014 we'll see what happens there all right no while we're here might as well just keep predicting the rest of the schedule right let's do that no 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 I don't want to do that now listen Falcons and Bears uh week 14 Bucky what you got uh what a ridiculous (laughs) black tie thinks he's making a good point but he's not you know who Black Tie's embarrassing right now? Yeah, Black, Tie. Black Tie. Yeah. So he's embarrassing. Yeah. Not playing along. All right, yeah, let's go now to what away. Black Tie has deemed a worthy talking point. Let's try to give Patriots fans something to feel good about. It's not as though every NFL team, for all the talk about elititudinous QBs. By the way, I've gotten some tweets when I say elititudinous. That's not a real word. I just think the whole elite discussion is silly. So. I uh, so I made up my own word for it. Anyway, the elitudinous uh, QB is a is a requirement, except that when you look at NFL history, you'll find plenty of guys who've jumped in there for a perceived high end QB, and the team has come out just fine from it. Let's rank, shall we, Bucky, the greatest performances by backup QBs off the top of our heads here. I don't have a list in front of me, but uh, as we were walking in the door here. I mentioned, I think at the top of the list, the greatest sustained run ever in NFL history, I think, is Tom Brady taking over for Drew Bledsoe the year they win their first Super Bowl. His second year. How about that? How about how that funny little circle there? Tom Brady, Wally Pipps, Drew Bledsoe. Wally Pipp, by the way, black tie. 
And the youngsters <laughs> out there that don't know this, I know Black Tie doesn't know this. Wally Pipp was the New York Yankees' first baseman. He didn't feel well, so he sat down for a game. Lou Gehrig, a youngster, uh, took over at first base for Wally Pipp. Wally Pipp never got the position back, hence people talking about guys getting pipped. <laughs> Anyhow, uh, Drew Bledsoe, that's exactly what happened. I, uh, who was the linebacker? Mo Lewis, who knocked Mo out. Mo Lewis the, knocked him out. Knocked out Bledsoe. Bledsoe goes out. Tom Brady comes in. Tom Brady is hot. They're rolling down the Then in the AFC title game in Pittsburgh, where I was there in Heinz Field, sick. Sick in my gut in a way that I've never been right since. Drew Bledsoe comes in for a mildly injured Tom Brady in the first half and throws a touchdown pass. Then Bill Belichick makes the seminal decision that really – really defines this Patriots run here, he says, we're going back to number 12. We're going to go away from Bledsoe. We're going to 12. Not such an easy call to make there, to have the incumbent QB who who just threw a touchdown pass in the AFC title game. Yet you're going back to the bench, Drew. We're going with the kid here. Major, major call there by Belichick. And like I say, is defined there, really. The is there any end. scenario where Jimmy Garoppolo could replace Tom Brady? Long well, that's like, why. That's like, what, say, say, just just say. For giggles. Let's say Jimmy Garoppolo goes off. They go 4-0. and Yeah. And say he just puts up, like, ridiculous numbers. Buck, you just said they go 2-2. Two and two. But I'm, say, I'm saying say they are. In this scenario, let's just say they go 4-0 and because Garoppolo is on fire, much uh-huh. like Tom Brady. They did a great job managing the thing. The team is playing really well. I guess it's, it's just a no-brainer that Tom Brady goes. It has to be. But the thing that I have seen, and I said to, uh, to a couple of the fellas uh, yesterday down in the newsroom as this story broke – it's interesting to think about what Tom Brady's reaction could be and what, you know, I think he's going to be defiant. And I've seen actually in the last 12 hours or so people throwing this around as well. What if Tom Brady said like, yeah, you know what, then I'm then you're going to suspend me and, you know, make me look bad. And you know what, then I'm not going to play anymore at all. <laughs> he could turn public opinion real, you know, he could really – um, you know, make the league look bad if he wanted to. If he really he wanted could. to play hardball like that, he could. But he, he's not. Is he play. willing to walk away? He's walk away from that much money now. Well, all the competitive. But it, I mean, I, if he goes four and zero, if Garoppolo goes four and zero, I did briefly consider that. But there isn't any circumstance that would be, that they'd be like, yeah, we're just gonna stick with this guy now. I don't know, though, Buck. It is interesting that Belichick, as we just talked about there, I don't think there's any way that uh, the, the Super Bowl MVP is going to be supplanted by Garoppolo. But in the looks department, Garoppolo's ready. He's ready, <laughs> He's ready right now, Bucky. All right, who else do you got? Great backup performances in NFL history. Kurt Warner, Trent Green. That's probably it's one of the best ones. Maybe that's even better than the one I just said, although Brady has four Super Bowls. And I can tell you a funny story. We were in the preseason – uh, I was playing in Oakland, and I want to say it, it, Trent Green started the game, that preseason game. It may have been preseason game two. Trent Green started the game, was on fire. He may have been 14 for 15, 150 yards, going up and down the field. They take him out in the second quarter. The backups come in. Kurt Warner comes in, lights us up. He's like 17 for 18, like on fire. Throws a touchdown. In front of me, I want to say maybe Torrey Holt got me on a, hmm. a, a band gate, a quick, quick post or whatever. The next week, I want to say, is when Trent Green gets hurt. And I remember just reflecting on how well and how in sync that offense was. 
I was like, man, this offense is unbelievable with this guy pulling the trigger. And it's funny that they go on, they set all kinds of offensive records that year with Kurt, Kurt Warner under center, continues to be the greatest show on turf. He becomes like a multiple-time MVP, Super Bowl success. But you just never know until a guy gets their shot if they can get it done. And so who's to say that Jimmy – Garoppolo can't be a guy that can get it done at a high level if given the opportunity, when he's given the opportunity to be the starting quarterback. Imagine, though, they're not – now you have me thinking. What if he does like Kurt Warner? He did, they, They're not just 4-0, but what if he does throw for 400 I mean, but yards, like, what, like what, uh, what three out of four games, and he hasn't thrown an interception? <laughs> that, that is something. Well, just because it's precedent. Like, he replaced – like That's right. Bill That's Belichick what I'm saying. Didn't have an issue making hard decisions when he elected to replace Drew Bless over Tom Brady. Could this be full circle? Well, Tom Brady is what, 38? Yeah, at some point they have to have to think about moving forward. This is crazy talk we're this making. This is insane. Why? <laughs> That's what this is. It's Why? Crazy. Because if he is, he Joe. doesn't just win, but he is dominant in winning. And what if he pulls off some, you know, some. Well, I'm just saying, Tom, la- there's, so, there's precedent. What if he I, wins I, a game even, in overtime? Even Joe Montana, this is, this even Joe Montana was, was put it's down. It's so crazy that you don't talk about it until it happens. Why? What if it happens? Well, it's, it's not blasphemous. So like, cra- everyone is, is blasphemous. Everyone. It is kind of blasphemous. It, man, it's won a Super Bowl, man. Lucky well, just told you, Joe Trend, Montana was put Trend, down. Trent Dilfer won a Super Bowl. Trent, Trent. Oh, what? No you Tom. just said a Super Bowl. Trent ain't no Tom. They won a Super Bowl. They replaced well, the next year with you know Elvis else, You know what else might happen, Bucky? Now now you got me thinking, Black Guy. Oh, my God. How about this? It's off the rails. This could really happen. If Peyton Manning is really bad for a month, and it's like, <laughs> wow, he really is bad, would they – do you do you think Gary Kubiak <laughs> – would have what would, would would be like you know no, what I, th- I think I think but what if he's think- terrible and it's clear to everybody like wow yeah he really he really has lost it he can't throw the ball anymore would they actually say because Peyton ain't gonna pull himself no I think they'll work around it I think they'll try and work around it I you think, think they, they would, would just waste the season I think you think John would Elway would stand for them scuttling the season I think because would, of Peyton's ego? I think they would try and work around it. I think John Elway would give him the respect to keep him in the lineup. I don't think that's respect. The, that's hanging him out to dry at I some think, point. I think he would. That's why they're. That's why trainers throw the white towel. Black so, tie just wants to. Because the fighter, black the pugilist believes, won't, doesn't have the sense to, to call it quits. Black tie believes him. that once you're the starter and you win a Super Bowl, you're automatically anointed and tied to the position forever yes. and ever. Once you're well, Tom Brady and maybe, possibly, maybe the greatest quarterback to ever play. Joe Montana Joe Montana was replaced. Four games is not just going to. Joe Montana was replaced by Steve Young. <sighs> Guys, this is. I'm, I'm just saying. I, yo, my How guys, do we know? And, I'm just, I'm just saying. It's too much. It's, it's I'm crazy. just saying. Now, next uh, – so here are some other ones uh, that I uh, – short-term, Frank Reich, obviously, for the one big cut playoff comeback against the Houston Oilers, replacing Jim Kelly. That was a big one, but that was a, 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 you know, that was a one-off kind of thing. For sustained in a season, uh, Jim Hostetler. Jeff. Jeff uh, Jim Hostetler. Why did I just say that? I'm embarrassed. I want that struck – <laughs> Jeff Hostetler. Of all the things you said on this podcast, that's what you're embarrassed yeah. I don't know what made yeah. me say that. Why do I have the name Jim in my head? But Maybe Jeff, because I Kelly. keep saying Jimmy. Yeah, I keep saying. That's right. Thank you, Bucky. Thank you for saving me. That was an embarrassment. <laughs> Jeff Hostetler, who I watched uh, my Pitt Panthers when I was a, a child. I went to Pitt Stadium and watched Pitt beat Jeff Hostetler. West but Virginia. I also recall in Morgantown, that was the big breakout program for the for the program at WVU when they finally won the backyard brawl. 
and uh, defeated the Pitt Panthers. That was a dark day for me. How come you never bring up Indiana stuff? You never talk about Indiana. Indiana. I, that's not true. I do. Well, no. Trent, how about this? Trent Green. I was at uh, school when Trent okay. Green was the QB, and he was terrific. And, in fact, when one of my friends got married, I was in the wedding party, and I walked his future wife down the aisle. They were dating at the time. How about that? Yeah. Did you savor, savor that moment? Because apparently he's as good as Tom Brady at cutting the book here. I didn't say that. Well, the I thing – I that. I just said – I'm just saying <laughs> – Let's say they're hot. You cherish that moment. They're hot. Yeah. When you're when you're hot, do you go with the hot hand or do you automatically assume like, hey, Tom Brady's back, we're going. Oh, his, future wi- his future wife hot. went with the hot hand. If Jimmy threw a thousand yards per game, come on, <laughs> he's not. Tom Brady's back in week six. Okay. Sent. All right, but black tie. Why are we such a curmudgeon? When did black so, tie turn into? So you're so conservative. I know. Shame I mean, the like, devil that yeah, we would have. Yeah. Hey, by the way. What's, uh, you know, how do you know Drew Brees? If it, you know, as the people love to say, father time is undefeated. Tom Brady, you know. Like, I mean, what? Drew Brees was replaced by Phillip Rivers. I mean, like it happens. Like it's, it's not like this, this stuff hasn't happened. I know, Black Tie. You're, you're being all. a little bit loco. As though it's an impossibility. Although, eight minutes ago when the conversation started, I said it was ridiculous. But then you start thinking about it. it, it it's like it, going it, another wormhole. But Jeff Hostetler did, in fact, take over for Phil Sims, And they ended up winning the Super Bowl. Did the New York Giants against Jim Kelly and the Buffalo Bills. And that's the whole Scott Norwood game and all of that. I got a fun one before we wrap up here. Go ahead. Um, Tim Tebow. What about it? That one season, man. Most by far the most fun, most magical time here at the NFL. Like and he was, and he for who? Locked in. He for was, you? On, on the media group. Like, check. Wasn't the most fun for me? What did I oh, care yeah, about it? it? I thought it was ridiculous. Everyone stopped working when Tebow was playing. Tebow time was a legitimate thing. By far the mm-hmm. most fun. I'm sure Hank. If it was, no, yeah, the no. You could did, you could get plenty of work done for the first two hours and 45 minutes of well, the game. No, exactly. Unless you liked watching exactly. someone play the position worse than it's totally. ever been played tell, that was, in history. And that's what made first it great. Game ever played in then he would run around a little bit and things would happen. That's what that made was, it great. It was like the NBA playoffs this weekend, all those buzzer beaters for like four straight weeks. Not to me. I didn't think it was anything <laughs> great about it. And it's not just because he beat the Steelers in the playoffs. It was it, fun. I didn't. I wasn't as uh, Tebow. as hypnotized by the Tim Tebow phenomenon as apparently. And then he was replaced. Yeah. All right, but everybody's replaceable, Ty. Yeah, everybody's replaceable. Yeah. I'm trying to think of some other ones though. Surely we can come up with a few more, right, Buck? There've got to be some great ones. This I'm trying to. Didn't Randall Doug Williams? Ran, didn't Randall Cunningham step in at the Minnesota Vikings? He replaced somebody. Did he replace Jeff George? Like Jeff George got hurt, didn't he? How did in? that all go down? Because they they had high profile QBs for three or four straight years. I think didn't they go like? I, think, I thought I thought didn't they Jeff, go Warren Moon? I can at I, some I just, point. I just remember Moon. Jeff Jeff George was there, right? And then Randall Cunningham and replaced then, him. Then they get Dante Culpepper, and he walks in, and thanks to Randy Moss and Chris Carter, he hits the ground running. They had a they had a, the had a short good term yeah. good QBs. I can't remember the way. That uh, that broke down. I'm trying to think of a couple more big. Re- oh, how did I forget this one? Tommy Maddox gets hurt in Baltimore in in uh, our Lord's twenty uh, four in September, the second game of the season. Tommy Maddox, the incumbent, mm-hmm. gets hurt. And then that's when Big Ben, a rookie named Roethlisberger, comes off the bench. Second-best second quarterback in the league. The Ravens hold on to win the game, but the Steelers win the war. That's second. right. That was great. Roethlisberger, second, we've second. never looked back as a Steelers. Second-best so. quarterback in the league. How second. did I forget that one? 
So how Big about ben. that, Black Tie? Are you happy now? Black Tie, Black Tie, same quarterback that quarterback that lost ben. to Tebow. See, it's all full circle, guys. Ah, all full Big, circle. Big Ben. All right, yeah. real fast, Bucky. Would you like to give a shout out to your mom? Yeah, if if my mom would be a podcast listener, I would she doesn't be. listen to the podcast. Mo Damashek, I, I can guarantee you. Is I need I need to tell. Her. Why don't you say hi to my Brooks. mom then? Hey, hi, Shaq's mom. Yeah, Mo Damashek, Black Tie. How say you? Uh, yeah. Uh, my mom's name actually is Nelly, like the artist. I like oh, okay. That. Yeah. Um, she's back home in Nigeria now, which I'll be going to in about three weeks. My sister's getting married. It's going to be fun. So a uh, shout out to the moms. And uh, I'll see you. Maybe she weeks. listened to I mean, Did she listen to the podcast on the flight? Probably not. Has she ever listened to the podcast? Probably not. Why not? Her son but she talks is, on she it. Is big Her on son me. interrupts with uh, yeah. curmudgeonly thoughts all the time. <laughs> she she doesn't want to hear that. Me. It's like, you gotta do. You gotta, you know, do more stuff on camera. You know, I want to see you on camera. I want to. It's like, okay. Who else has said that? Me. The only holdout on that is Black Tie himself. So precious about where, when, and where he appears, and uh, all these conditions on when he does it. He's the Krispy Kreme of breaking uh, news, guys. Three two, Brian's Brian is just taking the lead. They got two more goals to score. Black tie, you know your rule about soccer. Now That's you're in here. trouble. That's I give a here. shout out to Mo Damashek. Oh, since this is a sports oh, yeah, show, I say shout out to her. I tweeted about it. You know, my old man was the pit doctor and the penguins doctor when I was growing up. Mm-hmm. So I had a natural in the sports. So he probably is primarily responsible. But Kibitson with my uncles, you know, uh Uncle Scott used to take me in the backyard in football season and he would be Bradshaw and I would be Lynn Swan and I would tightrope on the sideline oh, for yeah. one catch. But then I would do Stallworth. I'd catch it over the shoulder a la Stallworth. How about that? That's 14. a nice that is a nice catch. That is a hard Yes. Yes. Over the shoulder, watching it drop straight from the sky in the shoot over the opposite shoulder. Twice. He did it twice in that uh, second half against those Rams in Super Bowl fourteen. A gem of a game. Um, and Uncle Mike was all, always knowledgeable. He taught me the way of sports. But Mo freed me up to – She she. this is what she did once, Buck. The NCAA tournament, Pitt basketball, was playing Carl Malone's Louisiana Tech. She came to school. And said, Dave needs to, we need to get Dave out of here. Um, something's going on at home. And actually sprung me from school so I could go home and watch the NCAA. How about tournament. that? That's what a mother does. That is. Mo Damashek, really awesome woman. I like your dad, too. And obviously, football baby. It's kind of the you have issues with it sometimes. What you a get all reckless. Elimination no, chamber, Damashek family. <laughs> I know. Black tie eliminates me. He's got to go. But seriously, though, I had. Had this idea. I want to interview Mo Damashek and talk about, you know, Shaq and his childhood. Because he must have been a very interesting child. So here's an idea. Listeners to the show, hashtag DDFP, send me questions you want me to ask Mo Damashek about Shaq and his upbringing and childhood. And hopefully we get that going and we can play some of the sound bites moving forward during the offseason. Um, all right. That's fine. And you know what else? Yeah, we, we could do that. But you know what? I also shout out uh, – to if you are a long time listener, where can you hear me talking to Mo Damashek? The old show I did, Daves of Thunder with the great David Feeney. Mo Damashek was on there on multiple occasions. She did duets with Feeney. She did a bunch of stuff, um, and she also answered some hard questions about uh, about me. But David Feeney, go out and see his movie, This Hot Pursuit Business. Uh, go support him. If you're in uh, the Feensters Union, you owe it to uh, to your leader, David Feeney. And shout out to the sports guy, Bill Simmons. We got to talk about that too, Black Tie, and his influence on media. So much no. snark 
everybody's so quick with their with their uh, with their cutting. I I used to be a fan of his, but then I grew up. Hey, as I tweeted the other day, he is the defining mm-hmm. member of sports media in the 21st century. Changed and his blade. Yeah, that's exactly changed right. Changed the game. Changed the way, or at least carved out a very significant role for we fans to have. And this nonsense about uh, the curmudgeonly sports writers who like, oh, he trained professional and his writing, blah, 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 and, and oh, he never played the game. All that stuff. Shame on all of you people that are condemning whatever you perceive about Bill Simmons. Bill Simmons has carved out roles for many of us in, in uh, the sports world, and I don't think that's a hyperbole. The funny thing about that, actually, I was probably one of those kids. I once had a blog back in college, a basketball blog, called Bill Simmons Steals My Thoughts because the whole idea way back when. Everybody, everybody does. Young Kobe. Everybody takes young Kobe's <laughs> ideas. Young, Kobe, young Kobe's been yeah. swagger jack more than anybody on the planet. <laughs> Every, everybody takes you. You should Kobe's be a there. billionaire and a half, Black Tie. I yeah. don't know what happened here. Because the whole idea was I would talk with my boys about you know what happened in the game, and then like two weeks later, Simmons has a whole column about it. It's like, come on, this dude is out here. Why he's top of my he's phone and everything? So I think what happened with Bill was that in this day and age where you get to know the person outside of the work, and you know sometimes you might come off a little bit entitled and whiny, and a little like snarky. That. A little snarky, and people don't like that. So it's like in that social media age, like once once you become that figure, every it's cool to hate you. He became that guy where it's sort of cool to hate who he was as a person and make fun of him. The more visible he got, but I mean, obviously, Grantland and the stuff he does is still great. Well, I mean, just podcasting. Like, think about it. Like you, podcasting. He he. That's right. He was one very of the first pioneers. time. I heard Dave Damashek was on the BS report. Very first time. Well, you know, yeah. Well, you know what? I really do think we should talk about that at a later date. But, yeah, certainly he, you know, I remember talking with him in the early days when I had started doing my podcast at ESPN and he was trying to do his. He's very he's smart from a business perspective. And in that way, he's a lot uh, like Jimmy Kimmel, who's, uh, you know, that those guys get the business side of things as much as they do the creative side. And uh, that's how they get as far as they do. And this nonsense about he was invented by ESPN and now he's been uninvented by them. It's just uh, is so far off the mark. I, I don't even know how to – makes my head spin. I'm not sure how to react to that. This oh, guy who – yeah, this guy who, who really did build something from, you know, from his end, didn't play – by the establishment's rules of how you get there, did it the way he saw fit and really carved something out that, uh, you know, I mean, there are literally at least thousands of people. I mean, I, I don't want to say tens of that, but there are thousands of people that are going in, in, in at least broad in a broad way in the direction that he and took the path that he sort of laid out for everybody to take. And so I think people uh, should tip their hat to him. And, and that's that whole that. empire all could have been mine if I just protected. I know. <laughs> that's right. It's so that's true. Right. And yes. now, and now the Patriots uh, empire yeah. belongs to Jimmy Garoppolo. Goodbye, Tom Brady. Yeah. Black ties upset about that again. Uh, all right. So we'll wrap it up. We what up. now? One last thing. <laughs> you asked for the uh, media day roll sound earlier in the podcast about. No, just put it in where I said to put it in. Just well, put it no, in there. That's fake. That's come on. No jive here. We're not just going to plant stuff. We that do, was we good. do it live. We do it live. However, not able to find that. What I was able to get. I tweeted it. What do you mean you can't what, find what, it? What? what, what let's hear me out. It's live. What I was able to get. Remember your epic week one rant when you thought the Pats and Steelers were playing each other. I remember it. Okay. So on the outro, rather than playing the outro, I'm going to play that rant after you say goodbye. So this, it's Sheck just going off that the Steelers are a sacrificial lamb 
against the Pats. All right. So we'll be back with another podcast later in the week. In the meantime, thanks so much, football fans. It's been a thin slice of heaven. Let me just start with the first game of the year. What have I said for months now? And the NFL, Kamish Goodell, and all the rest of you didn't listen to word one. I said, why the Steelers at New England? Why do they have to be the sacrificial lamb? Who wants this game in America? The Steelers don't have Levy and Bell. It's a guaranteed loss for the Steelers. America loves the Steelers. Do you think America wants to see the Steelers 0-1 to start things off? Of course not. Instead, why not Rex Ryan's new gang? Didn't everybody swoon when the Patriots and Belichick and Rex Ryan got together? That's a better story. Why not the Eagles? Send Chip Kelly and Tebow and those guys. How about the Jets? Everybody loves those Jets and Pats games. No. Why do the Steelers have to go take the loss? Why are they the ones who have to deal with this? Makes me sick. Makes me sick in the gut. Not happy about it. As the season's worn on, have you gotten more confidence and do you think you're more handsome than Tom Brady? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't think I've ever been asked that question from another man, but uh, I don't know. I'll I'll let you guys uh, discuss that and figure that out. Who's more handsome, you or Jimmy Garoppolo? Uh, I don't know. You might have to take a poll. All these people up here, I don't know. Who says it's Tom? Let's see a show of hands here. Oh, it's Garoppolo. No hands up. I think you are more. You go into your shower feeling tired, but as soon as you reach for the Irish Spring, your day immediately gets better. That crisp, fresh, unmistakable Irish Spring scent zings your brain and awakens your senses. So when you finally emerge from the shower 37 minutes later, because you pay the water bill so you can stay in there as long as you want, you're ready to take on the day and smell great doing it. Irish Spring Body Wash and Bar Soap. Fresh, green, Irish. Shop now at a store near you. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. At JCPenney, fashion counts for everybody and everybody. The weather is getting warmer and it's time to swap my winter layers for fun, vibrant, and cool clothing with so many fun things happening this spring like Mother's Day and the Wind Down Tour. It's hard to find great looking clothes that fit you just right. That's why I love JCPenney. JCPenney has so many stylish and comfortable options for so many different body types. I've been blown away by their selection and everything hugs my body in all the right spots. Refresh your wardrobe this spring with style that gets you. Something to wear that fits your favorite moments of the season at prices that feel just as good. Discover brands that get you and put style and comfort first, like Worthington and Liz Claiborne for her, each in women's petite and plus sizes. Here, spring comes in all shapes, sizes, and colors. JCPenney, make everybody count.